Welcome to another episode of Further Cultures Soccer Show. This is an episode for us, by us. And uh, today it's just me and Mark. So uh, we're just going to be kind of winging it. Uh, I'm going to go off a couple things that's happened this week. It's, uh, what's today? Today is the 26th of February. So Black History Month is almost over. Uh, so I hope you guys have been getting in 26 facts at least for the month. Uh, Mark, how are you feeling on that? I mean, it's always time for Black History, right? So, yeah, you know, we have our month, but it's always it's always Black History time. But, um, yeah, I, February, I feel like February flew by. Of course. It, it, it inevitably always does. But, no, man, you know, just uh, enjoying uh, MLS action. Actually, just uh, I have Seattle on right now. It looks like they just scored a second goal of 2-0 on Colorado. But, uh, yeah, final game of the uh, MLS opening weekend. Um, I, think, I think lots to get into, really, you know, from this, um, this, this, this first, you know, this, the opening weekend of 2023. Uh, you know, of course, it's the debut for Apple MLS Season Pass. Yeah, um, lots to get into, actually, on that one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, it's, all, it's, it's always a fun time with MLS. Uh, there's yet another new team in top the league five? this year. It's all fun, man. But uh, but yeah, what do you? Where, where should we start? Should we start with the home team? Uh, yeah, we may as well. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and shout out uh, R.I.P. Uh, Archie, uh, rest in peace, man. And we'll forever, we'll, we'll forever remember you. Um, and we got a win. Started off with a win, man. The W. So the good vibe feeling is, is here. It's here for now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, boy. It just snuck in. But yeah, it's, uh, oh, man. I mean, look, a lot of it looked like last season, right? And yeah, you know, I, I think there was that feeling, um, that that tension in the crowd, perhaps. But, um, oh, Almada. Wearing t- 23, fittingly, because he put the team on his back, dog. Like, even before the goals, even before the goals, the way he would just pick up the ball and just carry it through everybody, just make something happen. Because I think San Jose had the... I think San Jose were more in control of that game. I don't, I don't think they were actually under pressure until the end when... Maybe he started dropping deeper a little bit as they were trying to protect the result. Right. But for the most part, I mean, they limited Atlanta to long shots. We took 20 shots and 16 were outside the box, right? And, you know, it's there is some value in taking long shots. Um, and I think someone even asked, you know, asked posed that question to Beneta. Um, it it might have been Robert, so I'm not sure. But, um, basically that yeah you know uh is it that you know you're they're encouraged to keep taking those shots because eventually one may one or two may go in as we saw or is it that you know we need to work for better shots and so Panetta said you know a little bit of both but you know more so that definitely want to get more shots inside the box which yeah i think that definitely can't depend on this kind of game plan you know week in week out yeah, we'll, we'll see if it develops into an actual game plan. We can win out a weekend week out. Um, I feel like we don't see enough of player roles where 
Like that's just their, you know, like you only have two or three guys is like shooting allowed technically. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do that, you know, like as a strategy, like let's put all our eggs in the basket of the percentage that would would, would you know bear the most fruit essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So step up, whoever that might be. <laughs> <laughs> that. Um... I think that's an interesting point, though, about Atlanta um, United, you know, in terms of players not having real roles. Um, or, you know, at least not real defined roles, necessarily. Um, so, like, I mean, like, Aruju, for example, I know he was, like, a big talking point after the game, obviously. He had all those missed shots, including a penalty. Uh, but he also led the game in take-ons or dribbles, you know? Um, and I actually like my whole thing about players like him is I'd rather have them, you know, do that than be non-existent. At the sure. end, you know, so like I appreciate that he was like going at players, carrying the ball through the midfield, and so forth. Um, maybe, maybe he's a type of player where like he's better at you know doing some of the midfield role taking the ball to the final third and then you know laying it off to someone with more composure and, uh, you know as an example um, I think also one thing that probably hindered the attack last night was uh, not having oh I always forget the pronunciation I'm going to have to go with Greek God for now I think is you know Marcus you know Marcus you know Marcus yeah so I think uh We'll definitely see. We should see a more dynamic attack with him at uh, at the striker role. But yeah, it does look like at times like they would they would get to the final third and then it w- nobody was sure about what to do, what run to make, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, uh, teams are supposed to come alive in the final third. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. We do the opposite. <laughs> we do the opposite. It so. looks real good in the middle third, and then get there, and it's just... Ooh. <laughs> it's hell. Standard. Out of ideas. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Pineda will actually um, prove... Uh, he's got he's got to earn his dollar. I think the season kind of falls on him. We have the talent on the roster, or enough of the talent on the roster, to kind of him and stitch our way through um, a season, and hopefully we still get another acquisition. Maybe. Yeah. I so, mean, if we were to get an acquisition, I know what position I'd address. Yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I mean, you can understand why they're going with the four-two-three-one because honestly, like, do you want more than two of those midfielders on the field? And then even. I don't know, like, Jackson Ewell seemed to be having a lot of joy last night, you know? Like, that first goal, I think it was either him or, um, I forget the other midfielder's name, but uh, who was also having a good night against us. But yeah, they just, like, waltz past two or three players before playing that, you know, uh, diagonal, long diagonal that led to the goal, San Jose's goal. So, um, a far from perfect performance for sure, but... <laughs> It's always nice to win on opening day. How how you are at the game, right, TK? No, no, no. Oh, absolutely. Well, not. 
did you uh were you able to watch this game i I saw some highlights of this game okay yeah i um i sat through it (laughs) i mean you know it's uh i obviously watched with uh as much enthusiasm as one could but (laughs) when that second one went in i was screaming my head off like it's a good thing my roommates were at home because they made it (laughs) they may have legit checked on me yeah the (laughs) clutch clutch but see i just i kind of like this is kind of how I've always felt now. It's this, this recurring feeling. It's like this deja vu with Atlanta United that we're like playing well on the field and then we go behind and then we tie it up and then we just kind of like play with it like a cat or something like dangling on a string. And I'm like, why don't we just win games comfortably? Why don't we like... I don't know what's like where we're missing that the, the killer edge from, and because it's been something that's like consistent since even when we won, you know, won it all. Like, I guess Joseph was the killer edge and some, so, so to speak. But like, just still throughout the team, it was just there's like a lack of it. But I think if we can get that going, I think I think this season could be an overall success. Um, but yeah, I guess without harping too much uh, too much on ATL, um, I do want to mention uh, make mention of um, Anton Walks. The uh, they did the, like league wide tributes. Um, they had the Tifo here uh, for Atlanta United. That was a, a very good touch, very good touch um, from a, one of his more popular photos. Um, did you you catch what uh, any other stuff from around the league? What Charlotte did. Yes, I did. I, I saw what Charlotte did. Uh, that was pretty touching as well. Um, yeah, I mean, and just to, you know, obviously not to make it all about Atlanta, but um, sort of the the meaning and the explanation behind the TIFO and the fact that, you know, his first goal was playing at the same time. Like, when I saw that, like, I literally teared up. Like, I, was, I, I, I didn't see that part until today. Um, on social media shout out to uh terry Dactyl, who i believe is in footy mob sounds right yeah um if that's wrong I'm, i apologize but, uh no but i mean the, all the supporters groups came together on the you know for the for the tifo and um yeah just just extremely touching and still and honestly just still heartbreaking you know it's yeah but um and then also speaking of uh, tributes, um, uh, every team across the league did a tribute for Grant Wall. They reserved the space in the uh, in the media box, um, you know, with a photo. I think some left flowers and such as well. And I mean, you know, Grant Wall, obviously his impact on American soccer in general, but certainly, uh, you know, those early days of MLS. I mean. It's hard to imagine it without Grant Wall, you know. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's bittersweet, man. Like, uh, because when I think about like how I used to get these emails back in the day, I'm like, how did I end up on this man's flyer list? Like, <laughs> just like, when did I sign up for this? Right. <laughs> 
but yeah, man, uh, it's a beautiful thing that the, they did a league-wide tribute for him and uh, continue to honor his memory. Uh, I believe they're doing another uh, fundraiser, uh, I believe, uh, with his foundation. Uh, I, saw, I saw a flyer recently, maybe a, another jersey or something like that. But yeah, um, just uh, keep that going. Leave that press box seat open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, just a uh, quick final word on it, like on Grant Wall specifically. Just, you know, I, you know, he died a young man too, and you know, just yeah. the the impact that he had in you know such a short time on so many people. Um, just you know, tremendous human being. So, um, but yeah, uh, so you know, moving on to. Um, I guess other things around the league, other games around the league. Yeah, uh, or lack thereof, maybe? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, beep, 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 beep. Man, I planned to stay in traffic, and I was going to walk, and we were going to Uber half this way. And, oh, no, no. Hold yeah. up. Shh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's raining. Like, and you know, I like, Southern California is obviously not... Um, not unfamiliar with rain but i mean cars were halfway <laughs> flooded like yeah, there's some crazy. crazy scenes out there yeah so actually uh shout out to uh cheyenne from between clean sheets who actually made the trip unfortunately and you know there was no game so i'm sure there's plenty of people who i actually wanted to make this trip um and you know, it wouldn't have been possible for me to go this past weekend, but um, you know, the July Fourth uh, rearrangement. Hey, that could be cool. Be like a really, yeah. really big cookout, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Some July Fourth soccer. Why it's not? Central stop, baby. Yeah, Rose Bowl. I mean, that could actually be really fun. Um, but yeah, you know, it sucks that uh, the defending champions couldn't uh, play on opening weekend. Um, I do think uh, the you know the whole uh, El Trafico at the Rose Bowl thing is a fantastic idea. And, you know, I do hope that they get to pull it off on July 4th. Uh, because as unfortunate as it is that it couldn't happen this past weekend, I think it, uh, I think it is a massive opportunity. Yes, yes. Not to, not to <laughs> upset anyone, but... Um... There's a shade of Lexi in there. <laughs> Massive opportunity quote uh, portion. But yeah, I, I really agree. That's kind of actually like, I don't know if they already had something planned for the, the 4th of July, but I mean, I don't know if there would be a bigger game, a bigger match, you know? Um, and that's kind of nice for Apple. It's their first year with this new platform. Let me show you on the America's biggest holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you know like here's MLS um, so yeah it could be cool I'm kind of actually looking forward to it um, I don't know if I'd go <laughs> had to get those tickets tomorrow right <laughs> at least book that ticket or the plane um, but yeah um, I don't know was there was there anything um, I, I, there were some upsets I felt like um, some upsets DC won uh, DC United won yeah, they had a kind of a bananas ending as well. I think it was uh, 93rd, was it? Or 98th even? 
Yeah, but I feel like Toronto is like the league villain for me, so or a league villain. So like, I'm fine to see them lose, especially in like the last minute. And you know, for DC, like, is this a sign that they're finally turning things around? I mean, um, those fans deserve better, right? Like DC United, objectively speaking, should be better. You know, just as a franchise, as a club, as a as a stalwart in this league. So, um, I hope that DC is you know on its way back to like being serious. You know? Yeah. Um, no, no. They. I mean, they should be a more prominent team in the league they used to they used to be um so yeah now it's time for them to clean up their reputation kind of point blank um and start putting it together on the field to to reflect that uh, so hopefully it works out Rooney can implement yeah. something cool <laughs> uh i used right. to i used to root for this team at one point in time in my mls history so um yeah they were the closest one to atlanta Right. I mean, I grew up in Virginia. Um, at that time, though, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in soccer that much. I definitely wasn't in MLS. But um, so that's why I'm not a DC United fan, uh, even though I uh, unfortunately am a Washington sports fan. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, you know, I, I hope yesterday was a sign that, um, you know, DC is on its way back. Um some other results I thought was interesting. St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. The newcomers. Mm-hmm. Getting that, uh, that win on the road at Austin, who I think a lot of people had them uh, not only making the playoffs, but as a title contender. Yeah, I think... Uh, what were their odds? They, they got their odds shown, so that means they're favorable. Put it that way. Um, yeah, exactly. Them, uh, although I kind of feel like LA could really run it back, man. Uh, even with losing Bale, um, yeah. So that's that's going to be a big one for the for everyone in the league to step up. Philly looked confident in terms of um, teams, uh, but Austin, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They played well last year, uh, last season. So, yeah, I mean it's one game. You know, obviously it's not the end of the world, but. Um, I'm sure as a team, I'm sure as a team, they have high expectations for themselves. They kind of, they do give me um, the same vibes as us in year two, right? Like year yeah. one, year one, you take the league by storm, made the playoffs. Nobody expected that, right? Um, and so it's like, okay, like, you know, you could really, they could go all the way this year. That's kind of what they feel like. So be interesting to see how they bounce back. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, the, you know the city's certainly committed. Um, so they just—I think they could put together a run. Um, they're, they're definitely one of the—they're—they're uh, they're the new Atlanta um, for for now um, until Atlanta it becomes Atlanta again. Uh, I kind of—I said that to somebody else, but a little smoother. Um, what other? Uh, what other? How did Orlando do? They lost or? Unfortunately, they won. I mean, they beat Red Bulls, so that's Red cool. Bulls, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte <laughs> lost at home to a last-minute winner uh, to New England, one nil. That's an interesting result. I think another team. I think Charlotte uh, see themselves as, as it, you know, in the playoff mix this year. And honestly, like they weren't that far off last season, you know, and yeah. they finished above Atlanta United. They, yeah, they so. did. 
they played well last um, last season. I, I thought they had a they had a pretty good season. Um, I feel like they're, they're kind of missing a couple pieces still, though. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's hard for me to get a handle on Charlotte just because you know they obviously have a very deliberate strategy and how they build their team you know they don't necessarily do a whole lot of signings but um they did you know add to what they have and maybe it's um maybe it's kind of a similar approach to philly where they feel confident in their system and the young players that they have and you know like i said like last year as a you know in terms of a first season i thought last year was uh, pretty promising for charlotte there were some you know i think promising signs overall um and so i guess it'll be curious to see did they do enough to to kind of build on that and actually make the playoffs this year which speaking of we have a new playoff format oh yes that's right <laughs> More changes. Uh, do we do anything for longer than four years, three years? Like Four years sounds like a long time. I feel like things change maximum every three years. <laughs> yeah. What's up, yeah, man. career? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, wait, didn't the postseason change from 2018 to 2019? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because 2018 was... Um, home in a, as uh, two legs and then 2019 was single elimination well I just feel like like does this help I don't know like the whole series thing is an interesting touch um, you don't really see that in soccer because and also I um, I, so I do need to brush up on it, but I believe that it's it's only results. So it's, it won't be like an aggregate score, which to me, that doesn't really make sense. Like from a soccer perspective, there's so little scoring. Like goals are such a big event that they right. should count beyond Cumulative the result. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But I guess it does emphasize home field advantage getting a higher seed you know I guess ultimately taking the regular season more seriously you know my, th- my whole thing with postseason changes is uh, like you can have opinions on it beforehand you really do have to see how it plays out how teams approach it you know what how the games are you know to, to I guess make a full opinion um, I don't I have to admit I don't love it but um and my, you know, my my biggest my biggest uh, axe to grind in terms of postseason changes is, you know, the constant expansion. But I guess that makes sense with the continued expansion of the league itself. So I guess I'm just curious to see what the end game is to all of this. Like this postseason format isn't going to stay forever. So I said, I think I, said, we- I, I don't know what I said like last week, or earlier this week. Um, it would only makes sense if like Garber pulled the ultimate like like Folger <laughs> and expanded the league and then divided it into two divisions mm-hmm. or like a subdivision and, and then that would actually like kind of instill some sort of 
promotion relegation but then there wouldn't even be the probably traditional take on it they would like americanize it in some way and make it only like every two years or something or some weird playoff bracket or you know um which i think this is basically they just they're like taking a little bit away from the regular season and i, I guess that makes sense it's, it's behind apple on the platform there but i don't know it's we'll see we'll see if it's more exciting <laughs> yeah yeah i uh you know also the extra games and all that but i guess that's part of it too you know it's like apple like hey we're spending all this money you know we finna get our money's worth so uh <laughs> but yeah i mean you know it's like it's like i said i don't really love it but i'm not gonna you know come down completely hard on it until i see it play out um but yeah actually speaking of apple um got a chance to of course use the uh mls season pass for the first time um and i gotta say i was impressed you know it was really smooth really user-friendly not glitchy like peacock for example oh my god do i hate any time that chelsea's on peacock great (laughs) here we go um you know i think it's a better experience than paramount um yeah i i I think it's uh and I, i think it's something that mls needed you know like i do understand the concerns about taking mls off of like network tv but i do think that they had to move in this direction of standardized coverage you know everything under one umbrella um i think in the opening weekend you you immediately saw the benefits of doing that you know in terms of the um the hosting and the chemistry and um you know the pre-games and the post-games and all that you know that'll get better with time i think uh but really yeah i I, i'm looking forward to to using season pass more um which again shout out to t-mobile for you know even making that possible for me because without that i don't think i would have gotten it but um no it's a it is it is a really good quality product yeah i agree um something i noticed is uh well it's not in ten, uh, not in four K, but it is in ten eighty P. But it's not in seven twenty. So I'm like, I like the GUI. Uh, where it kind of, if you have an Apple TV, you're kind of used to it already. But it presents it, you know, with like the stats and things on very cleanly. It's very Apple ish, if you will. Um, so uh, yeah, I, it's kind of an extension of everything I already do since I'm in their ecosystem. Um, it's nice. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that a little bit more, and uh, we'll see how their um, their extra time shows go. Um, that's that's really kind of what I'm actually looking forward to to see how that kind of lands and comparableness to a uh, Paramount and the Colossal show, because um, that's really kind of like the only competition. So we'll see the chemistry that they're um, the the hosting crew, the dynamic that they they strike up. Um, but yeah, so far so good. It's clean. And it's free. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yes. Dude, should we take a break or should we keep going? Is it time to go across the pond? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So Europe, Europe next. Ooh, that joke. We'll see. Um, uh, I guess for first thing up is Carabao. Carabao Cup was today, and Manchester United versus Newcastle. I hadn't even realized Newcastle made it to the final of this cup since my beloved Chelsea was knocked out eons ago. Um, quite frankly, Ipswich is doing better, which is my, my second team or, or my, my first love, really. Um, yeah, it's been a dumpster fire. <laughs> but yeah, this is a this is good. This is good. Uh, Ten Hag got rid of Ronaldo. And it's like the it's kind of nice to see this effect happening. Arteta's now being successful. He had his, his, his slump. Man United as a club have had their slump. Now they're, boom, one trophy. Um, not that I'm wishing prosperity to United, but maybe, maybe that's good sign for Potter. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, even, you know, Obviously, like I, I don't, I'm not rooting for United. I don't care to see them win anything. But even it is nice. Balls in this category. <laughs> um, I do think it's 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 good to see United and Arsenal be serious again. Um, I do sort of miss that from a nostalgic sense. You know, like I started watching. Um, European club soccer and really 2007 um, that was the first season where I watched like as many Chelsea games as I could um, and that included actually a 2008 Champions League final um, but yeah you know like I think uh, the final four that year included Arsenal and Man United um, in terms of the uh, the Champions League and so you know like it's 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 good to see like I, I part of me actually wants to see Arsenal uh, win the league in part because I'm just tired of city uh, seeing city do it but uh, but yeah it would be like a it would be nice to have Arsenal back in that capacity you know um, and yeah you know I I hope that I guess there are lessons to take in terms of uh, you know what Arteta had to go through, the players Arteta had to get rid of, um, which I think is something that clearly needs to happen at Chelsea. Um, although, like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the locker room, but I don't get the sense that there's like a whole lot of like toxicity, right? But I do think that there are certain players that just need to be moved on. Um, because truthfully, like Chelsea haven't been, uh, I mean, they haven't been league title contenders for a while now. I mean, like six, five, six years, you know? So, um, I think that's a sign that like Chelsea had even before, you know, the whole thing with Roman going down and so on, they had tapered off. And so, I hope that uh, this is a build towards something more substantial. Um, I actually do like um, 
generally, I like what uh, the new ownership group is trying to do. Um, but obviously, it's not going to be smooth sailing. It hasn't been so far. And, uh, <laughs> we'll see, dog. I mean, at this point, I'm not sure if Potter's going to make it, but we'll see. Nah, it's well. Yeah, hold on. We'll, we'll, we're, we're gonna pause the. I, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna pause the Chelsea talk. Uh, we're gonna loop back in because um, <laughs> Potter is hanging on a string, in my opinion as well. Um, do we see anything good from Newcastle? I mean, they, they made it to the final. Eddie Howe's got them like they are. They almost got relegated last season, and here they are in a cup final. They're in the top six. Yep, I mean it's it's been a massive improvement, and not just with the results, but I think the the quality of play. Um, I think they have played a better brand. Um, they have trouble winning games. They have a lot of draws, and so that's why I don't. I think that they'll miss out on top four. I do think the United and Spurs will probably um, see that out, especially after Spurs' result today. Wait, here. Tear, tear, tear. Yeah, uh, but no, I think it's a lot of that, and um, I think this kind of came down to um, like big game mentality. Like a lot, a lot where you see players at the World Cup, they don't do as well with their um, their um, nations, uh, home nations. Um, it's really, you know, I don't think they have a whole lot of players who've played in finals. Um, you know, Miggy, Trippier. Well, Miggy. Miggy's played in the final. Um, yeah. Right. That's a good point, too. So, um, elite mentality. And, and just to loop back to United real quick, that's something you touched on, actually. See what happens when you get rid of Ronaldo? I mean... Mm. You know, I would argue that even before, even while he was still scoring goals um, towards the end at Juventus and then, you know, that season at United, I I think that he was still a detriment to the team to a degree because, like, he's not dynamic at this age, right? And so it's like he would have to... and uh, His goals would come from certain spots, right? Um, he obviously has that instinct, but he's not really able to cover ground for the team. And, you know, it's one of those things, I think there's also an effect of when you play with a player of that stature. Um, and, you know, I think the players around them, some players around them would naturally default to him. One player, for example, who's been a lot better since he left is Bruno. Bruno, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's international compatriot. Well, it's it's the thing. I think like Bruno is like trying to be probably a, a little more diplomatic than he needed to, um, yeah. and I guess there are some points where things you could see you could see it kind of like I was saying for lack of uh, words, boiling over. But you know, like he he definitely was eating a lot better <laughs> without <laughs> Ronaldo, <laughs> um, and he, yeah, he was a lot freer to make the decisions and. Um, yeah, it just frees up people, the the rest of the team, to you know they don't feel like they have to like make that like Ronaldo's over here. I should definitely pass it to him. He's gonna be upset with me. He's gonna look at me wrong, you know. So like, 
this is that thing where like oh i can pass it over here like you know bruno's wide open or whoever's open um and i think the another key component is um luke shaw being moved to center back because he's got pace um you know he's traditionally a left back and i think that was actually kind of a good move not to say that he's like the greatest tackler but he's not really playing a ground game anyway so i think just in terms of like man marking and like being like uh able to recover um from attackers on the ball that that's helped united immensely um and kind of allows uh mcguire to beat mcguire uh, also but um something else positive us you know united's got going on i mean outside of rashford um, I was about to say <laughs> this. Um, Ooh, Anthony, boy, Marcus. Yeah, Anthony. I mean, we could do a, a little diatribe on him. Uh, Anthony's been pretty, pretty well as well. And uh, yeah, I guess we just might as well open it up, Marcus. <laughs> Best player in England just, right now. You say what now? Best player in England right now. Ooh, yeah. You know, he might. I saw this uh, on social media, and I. He might get the player of the year at this rate. You know, especially if especially if City don't win uh I would say the league. I'd say I I think I think I think that the footballing world would ruin this for the blacks. (laughs) 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 Because they would give it to Erlen Holland just because he had more goals. See, I think the United uh, ecosystem would come into effect and say, "Ah, oh, the Man United players got to win it. Got to win it. Look, he gives the charity, which is awesome, by the way. I'm not making fun of that. Yeah, no, but no, no. what is what is interesting <laughs> though? Um, I meant to tweet this, but I'm gonna say it here. Right, the next time someone comes out and says, "Oh." The next time Rashford is struggling and someone comes out and says, oh, maybe he should focus more on his football and less on, you know, other things. Bro, fuck off. Like, (laughs) him being a great person is not hindering his ability as a football player. Let's be serious now. Like, so, you know, one thing is we say on, on the channel is culture over club. And I'm happy for Marcus, even though he's a United player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, he's, he's leading my fantasy team and my fantasy draft team, and he's, he's in all my teams. Yeah, culture yeah. of club, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's enough uh, talking nice about United. Though. Yeah, I don't glorify them. <laughs> all right, so then here is to loop back in. Potter is definitely on a string. Um, it's, yeah. I think right now we're at a pivot if you could say um where Bully absolutely knows he made the wrong decision and even if this does turn around it eventually will it's just like a matter of time but right now we have 14 matches left in the Premier League before the end of the season 14 alright yeah so if we last last season third place was 75 points that was Chelsea right all right also last season 
18th place was 33 points. Okay. Chelsea currently has 31. Oof. I believe this season, due to the nature of the bottom five, eight teams, it is literally so tight. Like, it's 24, 24, 25, 25, 26, 26 kind of thing terms of points and yeah 14 games is a little bit of a long long run for that to kind of change for those respective teams but what i'm getting at is i think it's going to be around 38 40 points to to stay up and i mean like 17 16th place here right so i think that's this regulation uh the regulation battle for the final day is going to be bananas um, well hopefully it should be um, but I hope we're not in it to to, 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 <laughs> to put this peanut all back together because if Chelsea were to lose all 14 matches we would be at 31 points obviously uh, 31 plus 0 <laughs> but yeah it's <laughs> it, it, we're not going to well, go on some miracle win streak of you know 14 matches and right and even then it's like yeah we got to play Leeds. Um, there's a couple other. We got to play. I'm pretty sure we have to. Oh, okay. You're, you're going to say winnable games. Yeah, because I was about to say, I'm pretty sure we play City. So. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Arsenal's in there. So it's just. I'm. I, I, like what do you do like you know like do you, you just yeah. trust in Potter and then just make this man incredibly rich and as a benefactor of him getting fired um, right as this whole calamity because like that's literally what like Bully and Co have done is thrown money at the problem and not really address the problem but I think like the place where I'm at is like I'm kind of a little fearful that he doesn't have the right people around him still in terms of like football like knowledge like I don't know if he's just trying to run this like a baseball team and I need to go look up how long it took the Dodgers to get to the World Series or just be like decent yeah well <laughs> so because I do uh, follow baseball um, I know they made this series in like 16 or 17 but I don't think it took him very long to like be decent again after he got there um and then I do think the comparison is important, even though it's a different sport, because of the whole idea of getting prospects in baseball slash young players in soccer. Um, I think we've definitely seen that. And I mean, like I said, I can understand. I can see what they're going for. It's a matter of do they have the right people? So like, is Potter the right person? Is Christopher Vivelle the right person for that role? Is uh, Paul Wynn Stanley the right person for that role? You know, because they've made a lot of hires. Um, one thing I think I will, you know, I, one thing that I think is clear too uh, about this ownership group versus the previous one is they seem to have a lot more roles, right? It seems to be a lot, a beefed up front office. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think there is some good sense in that. Um, but 
again, how does that play? How does that play out in terms of decision making, right? How does that play out in terms of how they feel about the manager? Apparently, some people on the board are already like not feeling that confident about Potter, right? And so I it's mean, like, how could you? Like, right? He he literally is a robot in, in the sense of the way he communicates on pressers, and it's it's you know it's the same like same message every week so like right. for me if that is your method of communicating it's not that i want to see you like angry and like come at me at like at a press conference or, or i want to watch him you, you know yell at reporters and press conferences it's that i don't know if that instills any confidence in me or belief or whatever you want to call it that makes right. me think that you're able to convey any kind of like like emphasis to a team to do something you know to enact a game plan to you know to be pinpoint about things so like it, it just doesn't seem like he's he's got any fire in him and maybe he does and you know there's that whole i get upset thing or <laughs> I, I don't know it's and it's not even really that too it's like there's just like I, I, it's, it's not it shouldn't even be down to his character you know like i don't know the guy i'm 16 hour flight away or something I don't know um, it's it's still like just there's a lack of confidence and I feel that's what the players aren't buying into and that is very obvious at all, all levels so I, I, I can see how the boards you know kind of starting to have some questions what are you gonna do though like uh, you know like you hire Frank you hire Marsh just like throwing out names you hire like Sam like, you know, like right and that's the thing like it's hard to imagine that Chelsea are, ne- are not going to win another game this season at the same time right now it's easy to see that right. but um, just the idea of them not winning another in 14 games right I feel like the most likely outcome is Potter survives until the summer and then they do what they did kind of what they kind of did with Tuchel is like that review thing right where it's like okay you know like the whole businessman thing like <laughs> uh sit down lay it all out like okay what worked what didn't do we like this do we like that um because I will say like I really don't love the idea of us bringing in an interim at this point like there's not really much to play for this season and I'm okay with that to a degree because this is the season that you brought in Potter um but if Potter shows you nothing it's it's tough too because you know I I do believe that like in most cases a manager deserves a preseason at least what is that I mean, like, it's a time to really, I think, uh, get your ideas across. Uh, I think it's time for the players to get to know each other. I mean, look, Arsenal turned a strong preseason into a strong season, right? We did the opposite. So it it matters clearly to a degree. I I agree, Uh, but the Arsenal project was something like, this is how I feel, like, um, in the same sense how we were speaking about Atlanta United. It's like oh, it looks kind of a lot of the same, and I, I look at that as like um, a continuity from last season. You know, like 
this was how it looked last year and it still kind of looks the same way it, it's sort of improved yeah we won the result was better but it's kind of you know the same the other side of the same mirror basically so like how are we really gonna do this <laughs> mm-hmm. one thing I do uh, you know think that Potter deserves criticism for is like we I don't think we've seen clear ideas you know I, I think it is difficult to see what exactly he's trying to do and I do wish there was more consistency in terms of the system and the lineups I really you know there was that one game there was actually the Southampton game where uh, there was heavy rotation because the medical team informed them that certain players were on the brink which fair enough you know like players <laughs> are regularly running to the ground especially at Chelsea so I'm okay with there being a sort of system to where you know we prevent injuries before they happen but like even before that like there's just been a lot of rotation a lot of like trying new pieces new lineups and you know like Mudrick has been in and out of the lineup like uh ZS sometimes plays on the right I don't really love that um so you know there's definitely things but I definitely have bones to pick with uh with Potter I just I don't know how I feel about letting him go before the summer like it just feels like same old same old at that point yeah I mean it, it would certainly be the same old same old if we did fire him before the summer but I think the issue for the people who are really upset about it is like it's not that we don't have anything to play for in terms of silverware because we don't but there there's something that sh- it's like just playing for the the, the badge, you know, like playing for the for the pride of the club, and that's you know paying your paycheck. Um, like I, I don't know, like I just feel like maybe I'm I'm getting older, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, you know the whole pride in the badge thing, like kiss the badge, like I don't know. To me, that's it's still kind of means something. Um, so I I feel like if you're really at the club and. And, you know, like you're you're here to play your, your your football. Like, like be serious about it. Like, you know, like give your all. And in that sense, I'm ready to like cut a couple people. But I think that the results should be better because we should always be playing for our pride um, at the you know at the club. If nothing else, like you know, like you don't want to be feel embarrassed as a player yourself because I think that's where we're at. And it looks so yeah. disjointed, you know. It's like just like oh, he, I think Potter's relying on the talent of the players, and that's like Mason Mount's playing pretty pretty crap. You know, all these new players are having issues integrating. There's no real chemistry. The players with the most chemistry is probably Mason and Kai, um, and maybe like honestly. James and Aspley playing in front of each other, um, but we're, we're a long way from that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I hate to harp on Chelsea because there's there's so many issues. We could do this for for moons, but yeah, he's he's got to do better with just like a, a four two three one, you know. Um, so it's just I don't know. We we got to figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, I am properly depressed, so I think that's enough Chelsea talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can uh, brighten up your spirits with fifteen uh, percent off at the FTC store uh, using the code KidWeek at ftcutd.com backslash shop. You can use that code, plug it in, and uh, find you something to put a smile on your face. Yeah, I will definitely uh, be taking advantage of that very soon. But um, yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we're pretty much at the end of the of this recording, so we'll go into our uh, one up, one down for this week. Um, did you have anything off the top that you wanted to go with, or? Uh, if I was gonna do a uh, one up, one down. I would say my my up is getting ready to go to Vegas, getting getting plans uh, together for that. So kind of excited. Uh, that'll be in April. Uh, we just got plan ahead. Uh, and then one down. Um, yeah, man, it's got to be Chelsea, man. I I, <laughs> I limit my woes on my my lovely blues, and hopefully. We don't. We don't look like Everton too soon. <laughs> Ooh, man! You know what I'm saying, man? It's uh, rough. It's rough uh, <laughs> Um, for my up, I would say I'm actually going to go with Chelsea, but the Chelsea women's team. Ooh, um, lovely. You know, lovely counter. Once, once again, doing well in the league. Uh, let me just check. To, I'm pretty sure they're first place. But I don't want to misspeak. I just love how the women's game is like a counter poetry story to the men's and the parallel. Like yeah. we are smashing Arsenal, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. So we're technically not first now, but we have a game in hand on uh, Man United, and I mean, uh, shout out to Man United women while we're at it. I mean top of the league right now but what by one point and if Chelsea win their game in hand uh, they would lead the league and Chelsea advance in the FA Cup uh, today once again beating Arsenal um, not sure what's going on over there but Arsenal are right now they're not even sitting in Champions League places in the WSL so uh, but uh, you know shout out to United though um, last season was <laughs> rough well and they had that whole thing where um they had that team that did well you know a lot of people left casey stoney lauren james shout out to lauren james by the way like for those of you who are uh woso fans that haven't seen lauren james yet you will this summer Mm -hmm. like oh she's a real one (laughs) oh she is it's it's ridiculous how good she is and it's honestly unfair that we have her and Sam Kerr. At the uh, same damn time. <laughs> so yeah, we got Chelsea women going for us. Um, in terms of my down, um, hmm. I did harp on Chelsea a lot. <laughs> hey man, if, if it stinks, it stinks. You know, like shout out to. Um, all the the tributes that they're doing though for um as a global down or a global up rather for the um, turkey in syria yeah yeah um 
yeah, and you know that's uh, I guess that that would be an appropriate down. Um, you know the because it's an ongoing situation. Um, you know people obviously have lost homes and you know family members and uh, R.I.P. Christian Atsu. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was real. Because you know, at one point they they thought they found him, but uh, you know, obviously, evidently not. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, just sending all the prayers for the, for those people. But uh, yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of our show. Another global down. We're on Ukraine. Two years. Wow. How are we here already? Yep. Yep. But Global Up, Women's World Cup, coming this summer. Hot, fast. You ready for these early games? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do it, though. <laughs> I'll do it for well, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, well. Uh, we appreciate it, you guys. Uh, we're going to catch us. Uh, thank you for st- tuning in for another episode of FTC. UTD. Uh, this is uh, TK, and we got me and Mark, uh, and we are out of here. Peace. FTC. UTD.